Hello and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet. And how are you? Have you been having a good time since I talked to you last of, or perhaps you've been freezing your tuchus off? Because we've had a cold spell in the Northeast. Forget about it. I mean, I guess I didn't realize how lucky I was walking around in 50-degree weather in January. But on the other hand, not so good for the planet and the environment and the polar bears and the glaciers. And one day we're all going to be underwater wondering why we didn't recycle more. A why, a why, a why. Um, But it still was kind of nice walking around in 50-degree weather in January. I feel guilty to say that, but it was. But then came the Arctic blast, and good Lord, that was cold. And it made me realize that I should have spent more time being grateful when I was walking around feeling, you know, downright comfortable in spring-like days in January. But like I said, nothing to celebrate. We love you, polar bears. We love you, glaciers. We don't want to lose you, so... But I digress. Just recycle and care about the planet, you know? Because what do we have if we don't have the planet? We're going to be floating around on space. Um, I would not do well floating around in space. First of all, I get car sick, so I got to think I'd probably be really air sick floating around in space. Second of all, I'm a little claustrophobic, so I wouldn't like being in some little capsule floating around in space. Third of all, you know, I don't want to just float in the air. I want to be, you know, firmly to the ground. I want gravity. So I would not do well floating around in space. Maybe you would, but I would not. You know, I didn't even like floating around in my head. Like I didn't like smoking too much marijuana, all the things kids like to do. I didn't want to float around in space. Of course, now, you know, the occasional float, you know, not so bad. But I digress. So what I want to talk to you about today is I want to talk to you about two things, fun and chocolate, which actually could be one thing if you think about it, having fun with chocolate. But I've had a couple of experiences recently that, for lack of a better word, I mean, there were a thousand words to describe them, but the first word that came to mind was fun. And seems to catch me off guard, like when I go out and I just have a lot of fun. And then afterwards, I feel so much better. And there's all these things that were aggravating me. Like I went out last night with my Buffy squad. That is Char Muffy and Saluffy, the Buffy sisters. That's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And if you don't love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, then something's wrong with you. Go and watch it. Google it. Get it on Netflix. It's such a great show. It was ahead of its time. It's so great, but we're not talking about it right now. just want you to know that Buffy rocks. Anyway, so we went out to a birthday dinner last night, my Buffy squad, and it was kind of cool because it was for a birthday boy that I met, but only on Facebook. And the three of us actually only met him on Facebook, and he invited us to his birthday dinner, which was really kind of great. And he cooked some fabulous food, and you know I love going to dinners where I get to eat the food and I didn't have to cook the food. Now, that's a real vacation for me. 
So the way to a chef's heart, I think, is to cook for them instead of wanting them to cook for you. Just so you know, I'm not saying I don't want to cook for you too, but that was a real treat. And he knew about all of our dietary restrictions and it didn't aggravate him. He knew that I was not a gluten girl. He made a gorgeous chicken piccata with no gluten. It was delicious with capers, a beautiful sauce. I tasted the capers. Must have been a nice dry white wine in there too. Anyway, it was gorgeous and I kept getting more and more and more sauce. I should have just gotten a straw. It would have been better, but it was a gorgeous thing. Anyway, we had a really good time and it was in this fabulous, really comfy, awesome old house. Um, that just has been lovingly decorated, full of antiques with a roaring fire by this really excellent, very chill couple, H and D. So H is the boy and D is the girl. They're a super cool couple and you, you know, it doesn't really matter who's the boy and who's the girl anymore because life is short, but they're a very cool and awesome couple with a fabulous old house from the 1800s and great, they're great hosts to us and they made the roaring fire and the wine was flowing and the food was flowing and we proceeded to have just a really, really, really fun time. And to have a really, really, really fun time while you're also eating great food and drinking great wine and uh, of course, Char Muffy always brought her signature gorgeous sparkling rosé and we were drinking the sparkling rosé and then we got even more and more and more fun. It was just great. And so I thought about it on the way home with my Buffy girls that before I left for this dinner, I had a lot weighing me down. The pressure of running a business. Uh, you know, it's very hard to run a business, but to run a business in a major city like New York City and to get through the pandemic and now there's inflation and the hundred million trillion rules and regulations and clients that you have to please and inspectors you have to please and there's always someone you have to please and the hardest of all is when you have to please people who are completely in the wrong and you are completely in the right and you still have to please them. And if you don't want to do any of that, then you really can't run a business. You know, it's kind of a big bummer. It's a lot of pressure. So after feeling, you know, all of that pressure, I, I guess it was weighing me down a little bit. It was making me feel a bit old. I guess that's the best word for it. And so out we went. And we had so much fun. First of all, the roaring fire. We got outside in nature. I looked up at the beautiful moon right there in the woods. And it was just gorgeous. And the food and the conversation and the joking and the laughter and new people and their stories. And on the way home, I just thought about it. I felt young. Now, not that bad things are old and good things are young, but I just felt lighter and airier. I felt like I'd released my burdens, released the kraken. I'd released my burdens. And so it got me thinking about fun. You know, I spend a lot of time searching for things, and I'm, I'm going to assume you do as well. I search for tranquility. I search for serenity. I search for peace. I search for joy. We search for all those things. We search for better, a better life, a richer life, all of those things. But fun is something you don't have to search for. You can just go out and grab it, sometimes very easily. You know, I mean, I've had fun with squirrels in the park. I've had a day where I had a lot of things to deal with at work. 
and I made a point to take the longer walk and cut through the park. And while I was in the park, I brought some nuts with me and I started giving them to the squirrels and the squirrels were like dancing and they were grateful and happy. My girlfriend Lila and I love to feed the squirrels. And it's interesting how they have different personalities, different places. Like when we feed the squirrels in Stuyvesant Town, they are very mellow and happy to see you and used to people feeding them. And they stay, they get very close to you. Sometimes they'll even climb up your legs. So you have to be careful. But they're very, very cool. But when I feed the squirrels in Tompkins Square Park, where they're a little bit raw and edgier and not used to being fed and a little more paranoid, and there are some serious hawks in the trees ready to eat them, they, they could be a little bit skittish and a little weird. And um, ultimately, they'll accept the nut, but you really have to work to get them to take it. So it's just interesting. Um, I don't know if I've tried to feed the squirrels in Central, uh, Central Park yet, but anyway... My point is it's just fun to grab some fun. It lightens your load. Probably, you know, is good for everything, you know, good for your mental health and your physical health. So how might you have some fun like today? Well, right now you're having some fun because you're listening to me. And there you have it. I'll try to be as entertaining as I possibly can. But You can't spend your whole life listening to me much as I wish you could. So after you're done listening to me, how might you have some fun? So could you take a a longer walk to work? Could you leave a little earlier and spend a little time walking in nature? Or leave a little earlier and spend a little time feeding birds or watching squirrels? Or Okay, lots of people would be like, don't feed the birds, don't feed the squirrels, let them be in nature and do the nature thing. But... When you're in the city, what nature, okay? Just feed the cockamamie squirrels, come on. Anyway, but what what fun thing could you do just on your way to work? And then when work is over, of course you want to go and eat and you want to do the laundry and you want to clean the house and you got a million trillion things to do and you're tired and you're dragging. Could you weave in a little fun? You know, is it possible we're on your way to doing the laundry? You might stop off and... Go to a karaoke bar. Hmm. Is it possible that while you're having dinner, you might actually see a comedy show? I mean, there's just somehow there's ways to weave it in. Weave in the fun. F-U-N fun. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm an expert, you know, because I myself need to find ways to get more fun in my own life. So I'm telling you to do this, but I need to be better at it myself. But I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, and I'm on the path. So here I am. I'm not a spring chicken, much as I feel like I am. But, I mean, I'm, I'm a fully baked creature, you know. But, yeah, here I was, weighed down by the pressures of running a business and suddenly just lifted up and airy and floating away because I had fun. And more importantly, almost, was that my friends had fun and everyone there seemed to have fun. So fun is like the thing you really want to share. Great to have fun on your own, but to help other people have fun, that's like a double mitzvah. We would say that's a mitzvah. That's Jew talk. Mitzvah is like a good thing, a great thing. It's a mitzvah. You got married. What a mitzvah. You helped people have fun. What a mitzvah. You stepped on dog poo. That's not a mitzvah, but you know what I mean. You get my point, right? So 
I'm back to the fun thing. Now, my girlfriend, Lila, I have to give her credit. She's always trying to get me to have more fun. And I'm usually the one dragging my feet. She's like, let's go kayaking. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to schlep to this place. And then we have to rent the boat. And then we got to schlep the boat in the water. And then we got to do all that physical labor. And, you know, like it's like I'm kvetching and kvetching all the way to the water. But you know what? It is a lot of fun to go kayaking. I remember when we were in Vancouver, my fabulous friend Heather, if you're ever in Vancouver and you ever get to hang out with Heather, you're a very lucky person. But I'm not going to give you her contact information because that would be rude. But Heather is always ready for fun. So what she does is she has these blow-up kayaks in her in her truck, her SUV, and at any minute, you want to go kayaking, just run right to the water, blow them up with a little pump machine, and off you're in the water. So she got us kayaking all over Vancouver. Shout out to you, Vancouver. It's gorgeous there. Of course, the first time I went to Vancouver, I was there for 13 days, and it rained for 11 of them. So sometimes it's a little bit depressing. But when the weather is gorgeous, good Lord, that's a beautiful city. So Heather got us in the kayak and just floating and paddling all around Vancouver. That was a whole lot of fun. And it was a whole lot of fun to go kayaking with my girlfriend, Lila. Yes, it was. I'm really glad she made me do it. But, you know, she's always saying we should dance more, and we should. And I don't dance nearly enough. I went to a party, um, I guess this was a few weeks ago, and they were playing really good music, and I wasn't even planning on dancing. But the next thing you know, my butt started shaking, and the rest of my body just kind of followed it. You know what? It's really fun. So... I'm all about the fun, about the fun, about the fun. What song is that from? All about, oh, all about the bass, about the bass, whatever. I don't even know the song, but I'm all about the fun. So, you know, sometimes things happen in life that seem like a terrible thing and maybe are a terrible thing, but when you get past them or you fix them or you float over them and just celebrate and have fun, you're just richer and more powerful for having done that which is my wackadoo way of segueing to chocolate. So, um, but first I have to give a shout out to the birthday boy. Thank you so much for the gluten-free chicken piccata. It was delicious. And to H&D, the best couple in the universe. Thank you for opening your home to us and helping us have fun. And to the Buffy girls, thank you for being my posse, Buffy forever. And to our new friends that we met last night, especially this adorable couple, these two really, really cute boys. They were really fun. It was fabulous meeting you all. And I loved drinking enough rosé so that eventually I lost my filter. And Cher Muffy pointed out that as much as I'm talking about the F-bomb as in F-U-N, you got to have fun. A few times I seem to have dropped a different F-bomb, which I guess, well, what can I say? You know, one glass of rosé and I won't drop the F-bomb, but two or three and it might just happen. So if you want to invite me over and you don't want me to drop the F-bomb, well, I guess don't give me any sparkling rosé. But I promise I'll be much more entertaining if I have some. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. So now I'm going to segue into chocolate, speaking of fun. So when I first started cooking, I got this job in this big, giant catering center. And it was a really misogynist, male chauvinist operation. They didn't want any women in the kitchen. And so they thought, well, what they'll do is they couldn't fire me for being a woman or refuse to hire me for being a woman because they were afraid of a class action lawsuit, as they should be. So they figured what they'd do is make me quit. 
And so they gave me this ridiculous job of standing in the corner in the dark, dipping 3,000 strawberries in chocolate. And I never got a bathroom break. I never got a lunch break. No one checked on me. I don't think I got anything to drink. They just sort of left me there in the dungeon. And then I just got angry and I thought, I can do it. I can do it. Male chauvinist pig, I can do it. So I dipped my last strawberry in the chocolate. And then I went to see the male chauvinist pig chef, who was really loved the fact that I was suffering there. And I threw my apron in his face and I proceeded to let loose with the most creative whirl and whirl and rolls and up and down, you know. Is the word torrent? Maybe I want the word torrent. Let's just say wave after wave of really creative cursing. Every kind of curse you ever heard of, but done creatively. And lots of times, just for an exclamation point, I put in the word dingleberry, which on its own doesn't sound so terrible, a dingleberry, but after it's right after some really creative cursing and kind of tying it all together, it was, it was just like a, a, a performance art of cursing. And I assumed, of course, I didn't have the job. So I threw my dirty apron in his face, cursed myself, you know, up the wazoo, and then left thinking I didn't have the job. And he yelled back, wait, come back tomorrow. So he basically hired me because he was so impressed with my cursing. It wasn't my dipping 3,000 strawberries in chocolate that impressed him. It was all my cursing. Kind of interesting, right? Um, But it stayed with me, the trauma of dipping the 3,000 strawberries. And I promised myself I would never do it again. I, like Scarlett O'Hara, I will never dip a strawberry again. So I invented, or I thought I invented, dip your own strawberries. Similar thing happened after I had to peel like, you know, a bathtub of shrimp was when I started having peel your own shrimp. But the way the dip your own strawberry worked was I would make a gorgeous chocolate fondue and put it in a bowl and surround it with strawberries and people would dip their own strawberries and I didn't have to do a chocolate dip strawberry. So that was kind of exciting, right? And initially I would make the fondue by putting my chocolate chips in a double boiler. So a double boiler is you got a pot, you put some water in it, you heat it up to a simmer, and then you put a bowl over it so that you can put chocolate in the bowl, but to make sure that it fits snugly so no water gets in your chocolate. That's really important. And you melt the chocolate like that. And then I would slowly, slowly, slowly whisk in heavy cream until I got a beautiful fondue. And then I would whisk in a fabulous liqueur that was appropriate for the fondue. The first thing I want to say was always and will always be dark chocolate or semi-sweet dark chocolate chips because I personally think milk chocolate is an abomination. I really do. I just can't stand it. But you may love it and I support you. And, you know, if you pay me a small fortune, I'll cook something for you with milk chocolate. But I much more prefer dark chocolate. So I have the melted dark chocolate and I'm whisking in the heavy cream. It's getting the cream anyway, right? Why do you need milk chocolate and then whisk in heavy cream? It's too much of a good thing. And then I would whisk in either a bourbon, like a Jack Daniels is gorgeous, or a cognac, or a dark rum, or even, you know, going for a Mexican theme party, some tequila, and get this gorgeous fondue, pour it in a bowl, and serve the strawberries around it. But as the years went by, I got smarter and smarter and smarter, um, and learned how to work a little less. And I discovered if I put all my dark chocolate chips in a bowl, and heated up heavy cream to a simmer, 
not beyond that. You don't want to go more than that. And then I could whisk the hot, heavy cream into the chocolate chips. No double boiler needed. And it would melt. And when it got perfectly melted, then I could whisk in my liqueur. Same thing. Got a gorgeous fondue and a much easier way to get it. So I was in the kitchen and it was very busy and I wasn't paying attention. And uh, we were melting chocolate for making s'mores lollipops, which I've talked to you about. And I had my chips and my cream and I wasn't paying attention. So I, I cooked the cream. I made it a little too hot. I mixed it with the chips and then also mixed in some melted chocolate from the double boiler. And it was different temperatures. The cream was too hot. There was cold chocolate and hot chocolate. It was too many things happening. And so when I was done, I thought I had my perfect fondue. I was not paying attention. Just so you know, 34 years of cooking, you can still make mistakes. And I got something that looked like chocolate brains. So you've heard about this chocolate separating or breaking. There's different terms for it. It's really not attractive. It looked grainy. Just looked like chocolate brains. That's what I'm going to describe it, like a grainy chocolate brain. It was really not a lovely thing. And now you have that visual, right? Right after I just spent last week talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, too. But so what do you do? You know, you could cry. I thought, well, what I could do is just sit on the floor and cry, and that'll solve the problem. But in fact, it turns out the way to fix that is really interesting because when you're melting chocolate in a double boiler, you don't want to get any water in it or that will mess up your chocolate. But in fact, the way to fix the chocolate brain syndrome or the broken chocolate, separated chocolate, whatever you want to call it, is by slowly whisking in boiling water, but a small amount at a time, just like a teaspoon or a half a teaspoon at a time, whisk, and you have to whisk furiously, like my arm was sore after, like really aggressively whisk in at a time. So I whisked in a teaspoon of boiling water, and I whisked again, and I whisked again. I'm whisking while I talk to you. It just kind of happens on its own. And after, I guess it took me four or five little spoons of the boiling water, think four of them, maybe five, I forget, but it came together like magic. I felt like I was a magician. I felt so powerful. I said, look at me. I made everyone come look at me. I said, look what I did. Moses parted the Red Sea. (laughs) Who cares? I saved the chocolate. I turned it from brains to a chocolate, a smooth chocolate river. With my magical whisk, I felt so powerful. And so it was kind of a great thing. So now you know. And then we packed the chocolate in containers. We took it to the party. And when it was dessert time, we heated it up. But, of course, since I was doing 500,000 things, I wasn't paying attention to the process of heating it up. And when my chefs heated it up, I think they heated it a little too aggressively. Guess what happened? You will not believe this would happen to me twice in a lifetime, right? But it started to get brainy again. Started to get grainy again. Not as bad as last time, but it started. And you don't want that. It's not sexy. Then you have chocolate brains to dip the strawberries and it's not sexy. But guess what? I put it in a bowl. I had my whisk, did the same thing, boiled water. This time it only took uh, two, I think, tiny teaspoons. Ha- like ha- uh, I have little baby demi-toss spoons, two or three demi-toss spoons, the equivalent of maybe one and a half teaspoons of boiling water, slowly whisked in and it came around perfectly. So we went one more time. We had to do the exercise, but one more time. We went from chocolate brains to chocolate river just perfection. 
<clears throat> Ooh, I got a drink tequila, I guess. Anyway, the kids devoured it. They dipped the strawberries. They had a great time. They loved it. They were just running around like maniacs, sped out on sugar. I felt like I'd parted the Red Sea twice and turned brains to chocolate river twice. I felt powerful. And life was just a glorious thing. So was that fun? Well, I guess that wasn't so fun. It was rather stressful. But what was fun was after seeing how it worked so great and feeling like I could conquer the world and feeling powerful and having it be delicious. So if you are making a chocolate sauce and a chocolate fondue or something like that, and you maybe heat your, you're not supposed to heat your cream more than simmering. You heat it too hot. Maybe you boil your cream. God, you never want to do that. And you pour your boiling cream into your chocolate and then you start crying because it's separating. Don't cry. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Don't cry for me, my darling. Don't cry over burnt chocolate. Just do what I did. Whisk in voraciously, you know, get your, you know, workout going on. Voraciously whisk in a little bit at a time, a half a teaspoon at a time of boiling water and it'll all come back like magic. And then you can feel like you part of the Red Sea. So what is the moral of all this? Well, the moral is that dark chocolate is wonderful. And if you wind up with chocolate brains, you can fix it by whisking in a small amount of boiling water. But the biggest lesson of today, not that I'm giving you a lesson, life is short, this isn't school. I just want to share with you what I'm learning which is that it's important to have fun and it's important to help other people have fun. So find a fun thing to do today. Like after you're done listening to me, do something fun. Maybe put on some music and shake your tushy. Is there someone nearby who seems a little sad and depressed? Maybe you could help them shake their tushy too. Like for me personally, a one-way ticket to fun is by playing ABBA. You cannot be grumpy You cannot be cruel, you cannot be mean, you cannot be horrible and jaded and miserable while you are dancing to ABBA. It's just not possible. Are they deep, ABBA? No, not really. Are are they brilliant? Mm, Probably, you know, but they're just fun. They're just plain fun. So when life is short, put on ABBA and shake your tushy and have some fun. And if you have people in your life that help you have fun, keep those people in your life forever because life is short. We all know that. I certainly learned that in the last year. We learned that from COVID. We learned that from September 11th. Life is short, and so we have to live every moment that we can. And we have to have some fun. And Lila, I know that you will eventually hear this show, and you'll like the fact that I gave you credit for getting me to kayak and trying to make me dance, you know. And I do give you credit for that. But Lila, I am going to try to listen to you more about having fun. But something Lila and I used to do that I love that was so fun is we had TV shows that we liked to watch and some of them had a good theme song. And so Lila started this um, where she would dance to the theme song and it got to be dancing to the theme song was way better than whatever the show was. It was just so fun. And sometimes we would have the show taped so we could play it again and dance to the theme song again. And it doesn't work with every theme song. I don't know if the theme song to the Brady Bunch is danceable, but some of them are downright danceable. So shake your groove thing, have some fun, eat some dark chocolate. Don't worry if your chocolate turns into a big brain. Feed it to, you know, 
Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, don't give him anything. He's dead anyway, and he doesn't deserve it. We're not talking about you anymore, Jeffrey Dahmer. Diana with you. Like I said, life is short. Have some fun and shake your groove thing. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, for raging and eating. Big shout out to H&D, the best host in the universe, and to the birthday boy, and to our new friends, and to the to the Buffy sisters. And as always, food is love, and so are you. See, I didn't forget to say it this time. I'm never going to recover from the fact that I forgot to say it on one show. All these shows I've done, what, 150 shows? I forget one show, and I want to roll in my misery that I forgot it once. Dianu, forget about it. Life is for fun. So, food is love, and so are you. Have a great day.